0: I'm Ginger and I'm Dutch. 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 All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Ginger and Dutch here on the Ginger and Dutch Podcast. Do you smell the charcoal in the air? The cold breeze has hit.
1: It's time, maybe it's time.
0: That's NFL football, Dutch. It's week one. It's here.
1: About forty-eight hours away. I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to the the, the reigning champs coming up out uh, coming out as they always do in Patrick Mahomes against Houston Thursday night. We're almost forty-eight hours away from uh, from kickoff. You ready to go?
0: I didn't think we would get to this point with the COVID when it first hit, but I knew they would play eventually. I didn't think it would be this early, but uh I'm excited.
1: All the other all the other the uh, sports are doing their thing, right? So it's not going to change. We're definitely going to have a full season, I think, unless something drastic happens. Um Let's talk. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about with football, including a new segment. Since all of our uh, gambling degenerates like ourselves uh, are into it, we're uh, we're going to open up a, a three-game pick each of us for the entire season with spreads. Going to uh, give the viewers what they want. Listen, we've been so successful with PGA. Um, it's time to, to do what we're really good at, or what, like we think that that we're really good at. Because uh, when you look at some of these CBS sports prognosticators, ESPN. Uh, I don't know. The last few years, uh, we've been better than all of them combined. So, I can't wait to uh, for you to, to lay out how this is going to happen for uh, for our listeners.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, we'll get into that in our NFL chat a little bit later on. But let's uh, let's fire it up here. A lot going on in the NFL. Tons of signings, tons of new contracts. A lot to keep it uh, keep track of. Guys getting cut. Guys getting re-signed. Um, all within this last week. You kind of knew it was going to happen. I thought it would happen a little bit earlier in the year. Um, Kind of once camp ended, but uh, you know you got Adrian Peterson getting cut by the uh, the Washington Football Team back in the division, (laughs) and he's back within the division with the Detroit Lions. Not sure what his role is there, but we don't know. um, But I love these contract signings. I love what these teams are doing by. Extending all these guys and extending out the terms. It makes it so fun, me being a numbers guy. Uh you look at, you know, DeAndre Hopkins today. Twenty seven million, yep. Twenty-seven and a half. So you, you start to add that up and you, and then you take into account the two years that he's already under contract plus the two that he's extended for. And it averages out to about eighteen and a half million, puts him, you know, third or fourth um, in the NFL. Right where he should be,
1: right, right, but the two years that they did they that's that's the highest signing for any non quarterback. you are right once they break it down and they split up what he has left it, it does shrink it down but twenty seven and a half million for two years, so whatever that is fifty five million it's a that's a pretty big chunk, i'd say, yeah,
0: but uh good on him negotiating yep. the deal by himself, yep. no agent. Um, so that was one of the. Keenan first... and Allen
1: had a big extension, right?
0: Keenan Allen had a big East extension. a
1: season. Uh, your boy uh, Tredavious White. He uh, he just cracked a four year uh, big big time deal, right?
0: Yep, highest paid uh, corner in the NFL. But uh, there's many more to come on that side, and that's a deal that I love being uh, being a Bills fan. <laughs> what do you, you think about
1: Clowney? What do you think about Clowney going to the Titans? That was pretty cool. That, yeah. That's that's that that's a big big hit for them or a big land for them.
0: Yeah, and what I love about the Clowney deal is is that he's coming back to um, his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And when he was in Houston, Mike Vrabel was the defensive coordinator. His most successful years were in Houston. He was his healthiest then. Um, he's coming back to Mike Vrabel now, who's not afraid to dial it up his whole scheme relies on pressure yep. um on the front end and then the back end just holding up for uh you know those two two and a half three seconds. So I love that clowny signing. I think he's gonna fit in nice there and I think if he can stay healthy, um it's a good deal for him and he's betting on himself like a lot of these guys have started to do in the NFL. Uh one year deals, two year deals, betting on themselves trying to hit uh hit Pater with a with a big deal, right? So yeah. let's uh let's break down week one here. Uh we've got Everybody playing. Every no bye week, so we're right into it. Some big, big matchups right off the hop. Some divisional matchups. Yeah, uh, I know the AFC East is all playing each other.
1: This, uh, they've already started to announce some of the starters. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, Foles is uh, Foles is going to be backing up Trubinsky. I'm, I'm not sure. I like that decision for uh, Nagy and the boys um, with picking uh, with having Trubinsky as their starter. And I, I hear uh, Fitzmagic is back for uh, for uh, opening day starter. Which so you're starting to see some of these. Mediocre teams throwing out their quarterbacks, trying to trying to find something, and I'm sure you're going to see some magic for a couple of weeks with a guy like Fitzy until he settles in and everybody realizes that he's just a journeyman and and his eight teams are going to be nothing, right? So
0: yeah, and, and the, back to your Trubisky point, I think the Bears had to go there. Yeah, okay. I think they had to, and and let let me explain why. I think Nick Foles is is you know he's he's a, he's better than a journeyman. I don't want to use the word journeyman with Nick Foles. Right, this, guy, this guy's Super won a Super Bowl. Yep. But he's also been accepting of taking a backup role in different positions that he's been in. And he's helped along the way. He helped Carson Wentz uh before Wentz got hurt and he had to take over. He's helped Gardner Minshew. Um so you go you you claim Nick Foles as the starter right off the hop, and where do you go from there? That's gonna ruin a guy like Trubisky. You might as well cut him and move on to the next. I like what they did there in Chicago. I think you give I think you give the kid Mitch one more go. Mm-hmm. And you kind of say, "Hey, this is your team and and let's see what you can do." Maybe it's the last push for him and if he if he accepts it and takes on the challenge and and maybe you can ride with it yeah. and he can regain some of that magic like he had uh 2 years back when he took him to the playoffs and you know, for other than a kicker, uh they would have been deep into that playoff run. And if not, then you've always got Trusty Nick Foles there. That's right. To back it up. So I think I think they made the right move there. I think yep. you know I think you you bury the kid if you if you go with Foles right off the hop. And I think he's already
1: buried. But I do agree with your philosophy. It totally makes sense. And and I, I do want to touch base on on some of these games. Uh, do you like? I know we talked about this way back when we were picking who we thought was going to uh, you know who was going to win each division that. But do you like the NFL coming out, especially? in a year where they possibly could have juggled the scheduling. Do you like the fact that there's so many division games to start week one? And it's not every team, but it's about 95% of the games are division rival games. I mean, man, it goes back to what we talked about with the Vikings and Green Bay. That's a... Minnesota at home, that's a must-win right off the bat. And I don't want to talk about Minnesota-Green Bay, but I'm just saying that's a, that's a, a must-win game right off the bat. I mean, to... Uh, I don't know. I wish maybe they would go the other way and play a non-conference game or a non-division game to start. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think in a regular year, um
0: I'm okay with it. Just on the fact that you've had some preseason games, you've had had a little bit of practice, so hey, I know if, which way you're going. Here. If you, hey, you're going. if you aren't ready for for week 1, then too bad, so sad. You you missed out on on these games cuz these games are effectively they're they're two games in one, Yep. right? Like it's it's you're down one, and, and you've you're not only down one, but you've you've only got six of them in a year, so you've you've lost another opportunity to uh, to try to make up down the road. Yeah. In the COVID year, um,
1: that's... you like the familiarity, right? Yeah, yeah. Makes it easier for them to pick uh, to, to 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 prep for a game, to prep for their rival, and do that. It's just it's a it's a tough go. I think like uh, you're you're putting a lot into week one when there's no preseason. Uh, it's going to be a who knows what to expect?
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think the schedule makers took that into account when they made the schedule. COVID was just hitting, if you remember back. Yep. Uh, they delayed the schedule three weeks to a month to put it out, and I think all of that came into play. I think exactly what they thought. Hey, if we're going to go, and this is going to be, you know, we're going to have teams traveling all across America to play each other, let's start with something divisional. We know that week two and week 10 can be interchanged, yep. so they, they play the exact same opponent, so those two weeks can be flipped. That was a little quirk of the schedule that, uh, that they slid in there yep. um, just to buy themselves an extra week if needed due to the COVID. Um, so it makes sense to me. You know, We're going to keep everything tight. We're going to keep the same team, same division, and we're going to do all that stuff. But I just don't like it right off the hop. I don't mind it for my Bills because they've got the J-E-T-S suck, 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 and they haven't gotten any better, and I think the Bills are going to dominate that game. But, That's one um, of my
1: picks for, uh, for momentarily.
0: But yeah, it would be interesting to see how this all plays out because you're right. There, there could be an upset or two here this week, and it could be a team getting off to a surprise team getting off to a hot start. Um, well, it's it's week one. It's,
1: it's week one. It's always hard, and, and and not not to cut you off on that. But but Baltimore lost real early. I, I don't know, It might have even been their first game, but. Uh, either week one or week two last year, they lost to Cleveland early, and uh, look where Baltimore ended up going. Right, they ended up going pretty deep in the playoffs. So you're right; there could be some upsets. So it, it isn't a be all and end all. But for me, I still think it's so crucial. If you're if you're at home, if you're at home and you're playing a division game, you better win. Which which brings me to this whole fan bullshit. That's my number one negative right now. One number one negative. How can you tell me that you're going to allow to put? Fans in the stands in at least I think it's four stadiums right now. Starting opening week, you're going to have fans in the stands.
0: 48 hours from now, there's going to be 15 to 20 thousand people at Arrowhead Stadium.
1: It just does not make sense. You've got Arrowhead, you've got Jacksonville. Uh, Indianapolis is only letting a whatever a couple thousand. The Dolphins, well, they can't get fans anyways, but they're they're going to put 20 yep. thousand. in when they uh, when they start week two, I believe they're at home because they're on the road uh, this yep. week. They to play November. Buffalo
0: in their home. It just opener. doesn't yep.
1: make sense. Some of them have already said. Boom! Until further notice, some say they're not even going to be throughout the entire season, like the Washington Redskins. Boom! Yep. no fans the entire I season. Think the
0: Jets and the Giants right? are the same way. It,
1: it just—it it just doesn't make sense how they're allowing that in such a a, a, a sport that that the twelfth man is such a huge thing all the time. Do you think they're going to pump the shit out of crowd noise?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've already heard teams come out and say that they're going to have uh, tons of crowd noise. Um, Dallas is going to have a bunch of crowd noise already pumped in on top of some of the fans that they're already going right. to have. So is that
1: going to be are they going to make it are they going to legalize whatever that's decibels and that because they you know all these teams have got caught before with uh, with pumping in extra sound noise so there's got to be a certain level that they're going to be allowed the NFL's got to mandate that no.
0: Well, I would hope so, or else Bill Belichick's probably going to get up to his old tricks again, and he'll be pumping crowd noise in that's uh, beyond belief, right? So exactly, in the flat
1: we, footballs and all, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. and It's all new for, for not only the fans, but the teams as well. So it'll be interesting on that end to see. But, you know, it's it's like a lot of the coaches and, and front office guys have said. It's, it's just a little bit disappointing from the NFL that it wasn't at least mandated to... Just just delay it. Just do what even what Buffalo did and say, you know what, for September, we no fans right now. We're just going to play the games. Yeah. We're going to see how this plays yeah. out. And we'll see where we are in October. And then we'll go from there. And then, and then you just play it month by month yeah, um, and see how it plays out. But yeah, there's going to be teams that are going to have some advantage with having at least a few fans there. And yeah. some that are going to be uh, having no fans for the entire year and having to play through that.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: So let's get into this little pick segment thing here. We, uh, we've had some listeners reach out and wanted to uh, get our picks here uh, moving forward for the NFL season. So we're going to give you kind of three picks a week, one from Dutch, one from Ginger, um, three each. And we're going to have our lock of the week. We'll have uh, the other two picks that we like. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out We're, we're confident, we're ready for it
1: And we're, we're definitely doing the Monday night, right? I know this week's goofy because there's two But you'll always hear the Monday night game So that way all you guys that lost a bunch of money on Sundays uh, Rest assured we're here to save you uh, I'm putting a guarantee on it right now That D will be above 500 in the win column For Monday night football As well as our other picks
0: Done so uh, I think I'm leading off week one here. you let You yep. let me get started? Yep. Alrighty, so we're going to get into it here. My lock of the week. I got him as my backup quarterback after all my preparations in my first fantasy draft <laughs> yesterday. I had all my notes all organized, all 36 pages of them. Yeah,
1: and, yeah. more like me that's uh, prepping for tonight's uh, draft, exactly.
0: But I'm taking at home... As you would say, Matty Pad stadford over the Chicago Bears. I don't think Trubisky's ready. I agree with you. I think they made the right move in starting him for the team and for his psyche. But uh, I think the Lions are just going to be a better football team. Matt Patricia's going to be there. I like that. And I'm taking the Lions minus three at home versus the Chicago Bears. And
1: that's your lock of the week.
0: That is my lock of the week. All right. Okay. Next up, I like... The San- or Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I still want to say San Diego, folks, but corrected myself there. The Los Angeles Chargers on the road. My boy Tyrod Taylor will have a soft spot for him ever since 2017. Most of you will know why. On the road versus the Joe Burrell's debut, the Cincinnati Bungles, which will be better this year, but they won't have enough to get by that vaunted Chargers defense, top 10 defense, Chargers minus three on the road. All right. Okay. You take your two picks, and then we'll talk about Monday night football here.
1: Lock of the week. Buffalo. Buffalo. Bills. Minus six and a half against the J-E-T-S. Exactly. Sucks, sucks, sucks. The Bills are going to come out flying. I got them as an easy 10-point victory, so I'm taking the Buffalo Bills as the lock of my week. I'm going to go on the road. The Redskins, I don't even know if even they even have an NFL team. They've, they're they cutting everybody. I don't even know who their starting running back is. I th- hear McKissick might have got the starting job. Uh, who knows what's going on there. But I think the Redskins are going to be uh, the, the, probably the worst team in the league this year. Eagles minus six. That's my second pick. On to the Monday night pick where I believe we actually are differing here. So you we fire are, it
0: out. We are going to disagree here. All right. Um, the return of Big Ben. They cut uh, our boy Duck Hodges, the old quack-quack, throwing up some ducks. He is out the door. Big Ben comes back in. Um, Still got some decent weapons. Still got James Conner. He's got a great defense. But I was impressed by this kid last year. Under the radar, um, Daniel Jones threw 30 touchdowns. Had a nice little little season after uh, Eli Manning faded off into the sunset. And he's got some decent weapons. He's got Saquon Barkley. I like the Giants. I, I got, this is just a gut feeling. I don't gonna know why. Take, but...
1: You're going to take plus six. I know the home teams usually do farewell on Monday nights, but I think you're dead dead wrong. Dead wrong. Too much film on this right now. Pittsburgh will be paired. They're, they're arguably going to be top three, top four defenses this year. Big Ben's got something to prove. They're going to bury DJ, Daniel Jones, and company. If they can slow Saquon Barkley down, it's an easy road victory. On Monday night to get things started. I'm going Pittsburgh. You're going the Giants. One of us is going to have a lead.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and and, uh, and you know what? Look out for—this for, is what I'm going to tell our listeners here. Watch out for a little special team surprise. New York Giants head coach, first game, coming back over from uh, New England, Joe Judge, special teams coordinator— I'm calling it right now. All Dutch. right, all right. He's going to pull a fake punt, fake field goal. He's going to pull out a little special yeah, teams trick. it's going to be
1: disastrous, and Pittsburgh's <laughs> going to get a defensive score, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah. I'll be off and running with the picks.
0: Well, okay. Well, maybe you can take a lead in this, because you know what? I've uh, absolutely buried you in the NHL. All right, we're in switching the NHL, to, we're, switching that's how to the NHL. we're That's how we're changing it. We'll that's our segue. This. Okay. We're flipping over to the NHL. We're down to the semifinals, Eastern and Western Conference finals here. Um What do you think, Dutch? A couple surprising teams in here, right?
1: A couple surprising teams, and you've done very well, so i got to give you props. I believe you were 14-6 and for all of our picks from start to now. It's exceptional. There's not a a guy or a gal out there that is anywhere near that in picks from all the professionals out there. So kudos to you. Fantastic job. But I will tell you this. I still have... Oh no, yeah, yeah, I still yeah. have them. And oh, yeah. you could say it's an easy oh, pick, on. but I got—I got. No, them. it was
0: you picked them right from the start. I'll yeah. give you credit you for know, that. And
1: I, I picked them back in December, as my uh, as my sports account still says too. Uh, so I'm holding. Uh, I'm holding myself uh, nine and a half to one. It, it could be good. I got. The, I got the bolt still. And I, and I'm, and how can you not go wrong? They just buried them last night, eight to two. Uh, had lots of time to prepare for it. They did fly all the way out to uh, to Edmonton. Edmonton, so the Islanders yeah. obviously looked tired. They were a bit jet lagged They were only at a day's rest. They were they were junk. I think it. I think it could be a broom, if not a five gamer. I'm going with the Tampa oh,
0: Bay. come on now, come on now. Oh, Don't Barry trots again. Yeah, hey, Barry trots again. Okay, hey. I
1: I lost that one. Okay, good best coaching. coach,
0: best coach in the last decade. Best coach in he, the last I, decade. I can't.
1: You can't. I can't. I can't disagree there. But come on, it, it,
0: he's this. gonna have these boys ready to go. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do you solid here. I'm gonna let you possibly catch up to me here. I got a three-game lead on you right now. I'll take the Islanders. I'll take the Islanders. You're gonna stick with your bolts. I'll take the Islanders, but I do think I, I wouldn't say sweep or five gamers. I the Islanders are they just skate too well? They've been scoring well. They're the highest scoring team in the NHL playoffs so far uh, in the bubble. I think uh, I think they're going to give the bolts a run. But those well, guys just
1: looked unstoppable. They last did, night but all grayed, the shots and, were right? going
0: in. Like it was seeing-eye yeah. point shots, like two or three of them from the point. Yeah, I know from Headman and um, another another well, defenseman Kucherov there.
1: On the point also they had five points each, right? did they, yeah. they dominated the game. And I, and I know I know the guys will be ready to play. But listen, if 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 the bolts still are firing, as everybody would say, on all cylinders, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. And still no Stamkos. I don't know if you're even going to see Stamkos, but no. right now it's not mattering. He's out for the series. We know that, but yep. who knows if he makes it to the finals? So, okay, so we're we're gonna agree to disagree there. You're throwing me a bone. That's great.
0: And let's move over to the West now. We got Vegas and Dallas. First game was a little bit of a snoozer. It was I a thinking. snoozer,
1: but I, but I have you know we did write it down beforehand. So uh, just uh, for our listeners' sake, I I, I did take Dallas. It's the first time I've taken Dallas in the, their first two series, but I just think maybe this is the this is that that surprise team that's going to continue to roll, and, and they did. They shut them down in the in game one. Vegas is strong. Listen, this is going to be a long series, but
0: I'm going with stars all right well we're we're disagreeing on both of them there. I'm taking Vegas. Vegas is just too good of a skating team, too deep. Um, they can handle Dallas's physicality, and who are they
1: going to go back in the net with? That's the key, all right. They well, you
0: know, Flurry only gave up one goal. No, he
1: did only give up one goal. But is it just a, is just a committee thing? Is it back forth, back forth, back forth? How are they going to do this? No,
0: I think you got to go with Leonard. Lander was he was solid in the last series. I think you go back to him now, yeah. Um, and see what you get. And if you go down two nothing, then you flip again back back to Flurry, yeah. and just try to find your, your hot goalie. And then obviously get on that train and ride the hot goalie for another series, right? Yep. Question for you that I had that I found interesting. In the, in the last round, and I wanted to bring it up, was, was game sevens. So all three teams, we had three teams in this last round of the NHL playoffs that were down 3-1. Vancouver, Colorado, and the Islanders. That were, sorry, and Philadelphia. That were all down 3-1. All three teams won game five, game six, pushed it to game seven, and all three teams lost
1: a rare occasion because of the and I'm going to say rare occasion because of the bubble cuz two of those teams would have actually had home game 7s. Okay? I am a big fan of game 7s, but because of the bubble, because of the way it is, you're right. They ran out of steam. They ran out of steam. They didn't have any momentum with their with any kind of any type of fans cuz Colorado would have been home and so would have the, the Flyers. Yep. So th- there's two right there. It's hard to win on the road on game 7 when it's a neutral neutral field. Or neutral ice in this case, you almost always got to give it to the the underdog for sure. And in this case, you just said it.
0: Yeah, I just find it. I I found that very interesting. You know, usually you always get the game sevens, and and two of them ended up being blowouts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. even close. And mm-hmm. you know, you're turning turning it off after two periods that the uh the colorado dallas game was absolutely phenomenal i was glued to my television on that one for yeah, sure it was too bad too. five four back and forth and and tough to see mckinnon after battling so hard with guys being out to uh to take the loss there yeah but yeah. um yeah it was interesting to see how that worked and then it, it happened again uh with our beloved raptors you know you're down to nothing they win two in a row and then they lay a dud last night uh in game five so yeah we we'll to talk about to that see. after the break for sure yeah yep yeah. Well, that's uh, our picks there, listeners. NFL, NHL. We're gonna swing you over to the break. When we get back, we're gonna get into the Blitz. We're gonna talk a little NBA basketball, MLB baseball. We've got a little bit of tennis. Some history made by Canadian tennis. Nice oh, to see. Oh, and a big dog. We got Dutch's dog on the tennis side. And hey, like we always do, end it off a little PGA Tour golf talk. Thanks to our sponsors, Maui Gym, Callaway Golf. we got some new news coming up soon on another sponsor that we've landed. And we'll catch you on the flip side. The Devil's Advocates of Sports Talk Radio. You ready? You want to dial it up? Let's dial it up. Here comes the Blitz.
1: Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like Here comes the. Here comes the.
0: All right, listeners. Welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed a little segment there from Ginger and Dutch. Live here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of the social media side, all of our outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, real easy, at Ginger and Dutch. one pays to listen, stay up to date with all the up-to-date news here on Ginger and Dutch. we've got a lot going on on a week-to-week basis, so everything you need to know will be all through our social media outlets. Let's get into a little Dutchess. You know where you are? You're in the dog pound, baby. With the Dutchman. Dutch's dogs. Hoo
1: This Dog, you're a little fired up here? Yeah, I wanna get this. Uh this this happened recently too and, and it just Never seems to amaze me when guys are supposed to be role models and guys are supposed to be or not supposed to be but where they are in their in their sport and I want to just flash the tennis and, and my Dutch's dog. It's been a while since I've done one, but come on, man. Novak Djokovic, what are you thinking? You're for a guy who's supposed to be at the top, you're arguably one of the top three to five tennis players of all time. You saw it, it's the talk of the town right now, it's on Tim and Sid. it's everywhere. The guy is a spaz. Stick Keep that for the Australian guy, for uh, Nick so That That's the guy that can be doing that stuff. Novak Djokovic, beaning a lady in the neck, one of the ball ladies. Beans are in the neck. I hope she sues him if she can. I don't think she can, but, you know, and he gets DQ'd out of the U.S. Open. Djokovic, you're my dog. There's no need for that in this business.
0: Yeah, I think he uh, he deserved it. I was happy they they gave him the boot out of that tournament, and Did uh, it. I think uh, I think he's definitely rightfully so of a Dutch's dog this week.
1: Hope he gets fined a big big time too, even if it's on the schools. I hope he gets fined because that's uncalled for.
0: On a lighter note, in tennis, we had good some uh, some good news. Awesome news awesome for news. Uh, tennis Canada. Absolutely fantastic. First time ever that uh, three Canadians have made it to the fourth round of the U.S. Open Grand Slam U.S. Open. Um, Dennis Shapovalov, Vasik Pospisil, and uh, Francis Oli Oger Alasim—I probably butchered that name, but that's, that's right. all right.
1: You did well. You did well. Yep. And, you, and, and actually, you said it's absolutely. actually Felix.
0: I just call him Francis, but it's Felix.
1: That's right. And so. that's the first time you said absolutely, and we made 25 minutes without saying it. So we're on a roll right now. Oh, we're those guys are loaded. those guys were great. It was an amazing to see three t- tennis Canada. You should be proud. You're, we're, we're, the program is unbelievable. It's, it's building just like golf is building. Uh, to see three three young Canadians in the U.S. Open and make it to the, the 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 Sweet Sixteen, kudos to you! Fantastic job.
0: Yeah, nice to see some other sports other than our traditional sports. Um, you know, hockey and basketball get some uh, you know, get some pub and get some good pub. You know, you're looking at uh, soccer Canada and and tennis Canada. Sure. All these other sports now are starting to pop up. So these Canadian athletes are starting to branch out playing some other sports, and it's great to see. So. Keeping it in uh, inside the Canadian ropes here. Let's uh, flip over to a little Blue Jays talk. How about them? Uh, take me out to the ball game. How about them Blue
1: Jays? They're in a dogfight right now. It's uh, so so nice to see. And you know, uh, and I heard it today too. It's funny. I wanted to I wanted to steal the thunder. I was listening to the radio on the way home, and 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 you know, there's going to be some complaints coming out with the Yankees in that right now. they're, they're this whole Buffalo uh, Stadium, the the whole thing. It's they're going to be some whining soon. We've got. The, the Blue Jays in a playoff spot right now. Their young guys are great, and they got a ton of injuries, right? We're still out, Bull Uh Hernandez is out. Peterson yep. is out. we still got a Giles ton Giles is out in the bullpen, right. the closer, Baraki's yeah. out. They're, yep. they're, they're, they're fighting, and they're fighting the good fight. They're winning. They, they had a nice, epic comeback. Uh, put 10, 10 runs on the board in the sixth inning last night. They're, they're on a roll. I think they're about five, four or five games above five they They're well in, in place in a, in a playoff spot. The big thing... Is they got to take care of business against the Yankees? They've got them for nine more times. Get them to six and four, seven and three is amazing, but get them to six and four, and we pretty much land a playoff spot. There's only
0: twenty games left, right? Not even, yeah, yeah, nineteen. I think nineteen games left. Yep. Um, And this is this is where, like we talked about with the MLB, that these teams that you know over a hundred sixty-two game season, when your pitching staff gets hurt like like the Blue Jays did. Um, that's not going to last over 162 games. No chance. But Great. in a 60-game in a season, um, when you got Ryu, you know, he got touched up a little bit yesterday yep. um, with some runs. But he's been pretty solid. He's he's lived up to, uh, you know, everything he's paid for and earned every cent. So I can't agree more. Um, this may work, and, and we may be able to get through this. And if they keep hitting the ball the way they're hitting it, everybody's hitting it. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is on fire. Um, but hopefully Bichette comes back. Uh, Vladdy's starting to to get, you know, this, hit the ball a little bit.
1: Just friggin' learn how to run the bases, boys. My kids under uh, under ten rep team can run the bases better than the Blue Jays right now. I mean, if they learn how to run the bases properly, they they might add two or three more wins out of that for sure. There's some good young pitching. The the the, the guy that's pitching today, uh, Walker. He, he's he throws nothing but nothing but smoke. So I'm looking forward to watching the game tonight. I I think the I think the, the Jays can uh, can make a big dent here and. And uh ultimately let's see if they can perform in the playoffs under a shortened season.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, he's the kid that they picked up in the trade and yep. obviously the first start he was uh fantastic fantastic, didn't let up any any runs, nowhere in runs. But either way, don't you think, Pierre Dutch is that this is great experience for this squad, you know. They, they're they in a little bit of a flux with this whole Buffalo, Toronto, Pittsburgh thing at the start of the year. And then to come out and perform the way they have and still be competitive, even by getting banged up with injuries, um, just adds to that confidence. And even if they don't get a playoff spot and they just miss out here in the last 19 games, I think it's a valuable experience for them. And I think we're starting to see the winds of change start to blow in here in Toronto. And they're starting to prep here to build around this core.
1: You're damn right. To
0: make a run here in the next 2 or 3 years, they bring in some some pitchers, bringing in some veteran guys, and I think I think they're starting to build here and, I, and it's an exciting time like it was a few years back.
1: You are you're, you're, you're right and and I'll go on record and saying this that with the core nucleus that they have right now and it, as they continue to grow, I think we've got bigger and better things to come than the Batista and Carnacion and donald years i think we are going to get to that next level and ultimately maybe land ourselves in a in a championship maybe not a championship but you know semifinals or, or a or a championship world series uh give them a go and, and see where we go they're going to need to pick up some guys along the way for sure but if you can see what they have people will want to come there they'll they'll be able to pick up a couple big free agents and uh, and and really build towards uh ultimate goal
0: yeah, and that's the thing, is is that the, the bats of these young kids, if they can continue to progress and, and hit the ball the way they've been hitting it, we've seen over time in baseball that you can pick up veteran pitching. Yep. You can pick it up on a year-to-year basis. You can go get these guys, and and they've tried to get those B-level guys, the, the Chase Andersons and the Walkers, and they've they've made an effort to go get those guys, and that's kind of the first step. Yep. Now it's about going out in a year or two if it doesn't work out this year. And getting that you know that number two pitcher to pair with for you, mm-hmm. and and starting to build your your staff, and maybe Nate Pearson develops into a solid four or five pitcher down the road, yep. and then you go get a solid number three, and you're really only at that point one or two pitcher good starting pitchers exactly. away from having a great staff. You know what the bats are doing with the young boys, and now you've got a baseball team that can compete for years to come. So exactly. exciting time. Yep. NBA. We're oh. hanging on by a thread here. We're, uh, it's been nerve-wracking. OG Ananobi with a last-second shot. Uh, let's start off in the East. Oh, I'm so... My box, my pick. Another one of my picks could be gone here. But uh, we'll start off with the Raptors and the Celtics. Um, yeah, are they, so... are they pushing it to seven here?
1: Everything you hear says says yes because because history will show from the Raptors. But I, I, I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I said with the Celtics taking them down in 6 I said that uh, two podcasts ago I was so excited to watch last night and I turned it off at halftime I, I mean I kept track of it on the ticker but I turned it off I was just uh it's like they ran out of steam they put all the effort in for game 3 and game 4 came back were excited and just kind of fell apart and laid the biggest goose egg in, in in arguably in their playoff history since since they've just since they've been to where all the depths that they've gone to to come up like that was—it uh, uh, was tough to watch.
0: Come on, Dutch. Got to have some confidence here. I completely, completely disagree. You do it. Eh? This is the Toronto Raptors squad. That's gritty. That's tough. And that's what they're built on.
1: I hope. I hope we're right. I hope they. I hope it is a game seven because you know what? Then the pressure is on Boston because then they're going to say, "Listen, we've had a couple chances to bury them and we didn't. They're hanging around, as we say, hanging around." Uh, I hope you're right, but I just ultimately, those three, the three big boys there, come on, Smart, Tatum, and Kevin Walker were unbelievable, unbelievable yesterday. They doubled the points of our big three, and they were ready to go. I think they're going to put the pedal to the metal and uh, and take them down tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, the big matchup that I've seen in this series is is Jalen Brown and and Pascal Siakam, and Jalen Brown's just, you know, he stole his lunch money, and he had his breakfast, and he had his dessert, and he's had everything that... Every answer that you can imagine for Pascal Siakam, yep, um, no, no holding any punches, and neither is Nick Nurse. He's gone out in, in open air in the media and, and said that that Pascal Siakam is not playing good basketball yep. since entering the bubble. He doesn't know what's wrong, but this is the time for, and, and I, you know, you go back to that the the, the championship run of last year, and, and it, we all know that we don't have Kawhi, but. This game six here, I think what we're going to see is is the same type of thing we saw in last year's run. It's time for a Fred Van Vliet to steal a game and, and drop you 27 or 30. A Norm Powell to come off the bench as the six man and get you 24 Because God knows
1: Gasol's got nothing, man. He's got nothing no, to think. He, Abaka's hurt.
0: Abaka's hurt. He sounds like he's going to try to play. Who knows what that even means. But, you know, you need one of those those Powell's, those uh, Fred Van Vliet's, Hollis Jefferson, a Terrence Davis. Somebody's got to come up from the depths here, yeah. and uh, you know keep these Raptors alive. Because if it's Lowry again, um, we could be in tough. But I've got confidence. I'm banging the table for the Raps. I'm holding out that they're going to be able to push it to seven, and I think if they can get it to seven, they're going to take it down. Got to have
1: confidence. All right, all right. And 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 Milwaukee. I don't know. Dare we say? You know, dare we say? Even though they came back and won. Uh, um, Giannis is uh, is overrated. The wrong word's overrated. We know he's an MVP. You and I have argued about this off air, and we got to be careful what we say because he's he's possibly going to come to Toronto or, or or Miami seems to be uh, the favorite uh, on where he's going to go uh, next year when he's a free agent. But they don't have much left here. Miami Heat just taking him down here. Up three one, about to bury him tonight. No.
0: Tonight, well I got to hold on to my bucks. I got the I have the Bucks going to the East. I'm disagreeing with you again here. And here's here's my reason. Tonight's the night. Folks, I'm going on record right now. Game 5s tonight. Miami Heat do not win this basketball game. The Milwaukee Bucks will be the first team in NBA history to come back from down 3 nothing in a series. Or maybe I think it might have been done once before maybe, but I don't, I don't know. think yeah. so. Um and they will win, and we will have a star in the making. If this happens, if the Heat do not close them out tonight, and that new star will be Chris Middleton.
1: He was a game Texas sa- A&M a game graduate. Yep.
0: He put them on their back in Game Four in overtime, and uh, laid the dagger in that that game. I think the Heat really get thinking, and they, the Heat are young. You know, you look at Bam Adebayo, you look at Duncan Robinson, you look at Dragic. You know, there's a team. That doesn't have a lot of big game experience, other than one guy. Well, if they and lose, that one guy yeah. is Jimmy Butler.
1: It's Jimmy Butler, and they—if they—if they lose tonight, yeah, I'll give you a little bit. But it's—it's it's tough. Uh, Miami's been dominating. It would be nice to see. Hope Giannis uh, Giannis can play. I, I don't think uh, he's. I, I'm not sure if he's going to play tonight or not. With his uh, doesn't look promising. It Doesn't from look what, promising from at all. From but, what
0: we hear right now.
1: And then what do we got on the West? We, uh, you know, what uh, the Clippers have taken over there. Uh, They—they've kind of grabbed a hold of that series. They're up two games to one. They—they they look like they're—they're uh, they're in find form to, to do what we said
0: yeah it was like watching reruns last night i stayed up and watched that clippers and nuggets game and the nuggets they're gonna give them a good series oh, here sure, right? they're, they're, they're not sure. a walkover and, and jamal murray's uh, you know quite the basketball player canadian again um love talking about the canadians um but uh Kawhi leonard you know you're down eight leonard scores you five in a row You know, you're down six. Paul George hits a three and a two. Like they've just got all the answers. Yep. Um, They've got what you're looking for in those those championship NBA squads with the two stars. And uh, yeah, I I, you got to stick with the Clippers here. I just think they got too much firepower. Yeah. And Uh, on
1: the other uh, the other uh, LA team, uh, well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if if you watched it or not, but. Dare I say that he's the best, uh, maybe, uh, ever. We talked about it. We bug, we argue all the time about it, but LeBron was just phenomenal, phenomenal in Game 2. That series is tied up. I believe that game is going on tonight as well. Um, Lakers are going to just put him away soon here now.
0: Yeah, it was interesting to see, and, and interesting to hear LeBron talk about the game afterwards. Uh, you know, They were up by, I think, 16.5, 67-51, and in a blink of an eye, as Houston always does, because they live and die with the three ball. Yep. They pour in quick uh, three quick threes, and all of a sudden it's sixty-seven, sixty, and then LeBron says, "Not happening. Not happening on my watch." Yeah,
1: we're not going down
0: two. We're not going down two. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Is is do the Lakers keep it rolling? Houston's another one of those teams. they to me they're the the Dallas Stars of the NBA, a team that. It's got the firepower, um, you know. Unless you're a real avid NBA follower, you, you might sleep on them a little bit, similar to Denver. But um, you know, I like we said, we talked about Lakers Clippers going to the Western Final. Yep. But when, if, we,
1: when we come back next week, it'll we'll be discussing. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be discussing. Toronto uh Toronto in the uh the conference championship but I don't think that's going to happen and uh, we'll see where we stand and we'll uh, we'll give our our best attempt to pick the uh the who's going to make it to the finals again like we already have.
0: And what I love about this round is is this is to me when basketball starts sure. does it not touch. Yeah. You look at that first round, you know, you had three sweeps in the East and you had a five game series like it was almost like, what are we even playing for? Yeah, these like, are battles now. These, these, are the, these are battles. These, yeah. these ones are going to go six and seven games. You don't see too many um, you know, sweeps and quick series in, the, in this round. And this is when the, the true playoffs begin for me in NBA basketball. And I start really paying attention, tuning into the game, staying up late for the West game. So exciting time. We'll see how the bubble's uh, continuing on down there. Love that the NBA's got uh, families down there now that a few teams have been eliminated. And uh, we'll see how it plays out here in uh, round two of the NBA playoffs. Yep. And let's end it off here, Dutch. We'll end the blitz off with a little PGA tour talk. Unbelievable. He... We didn't. Uh, we didn't catch a winner uh, here in week nine of our picks, but no, we but were we, we were close enough. And... and we
1: told our guys that we weren't. You know, we were going to stay away from DJ just because of the. You know, the fact that we wanted to try and pick somebody in the field that. Might have had a chance, so you know if I was laying dollars to dimes on it, yeah, I probably would have put a little bit of uh, coin on on DJ, and that's being fair and honest. Uh, but yeah, our picks were great. I, I thought our picks were great. Uh, JT ended up being second, which is uh, who I had, and uh, and Morikara was in uh, was in sixth so, place. Yep. All right.
0: Webby was uh, was T eleven. Yeah, right? and
1: he started off bad, and he ended up yeah T eleven T twelve. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I
0: think uh, Matsuyama finished fifteenth or sixteenth on his so own. So we outright. were
1: in the we were in the the upper echelon half uh what do you there's no more to say about dj listen the guy hits i think three or four fairways Uh, we were talking about it today somebody said two but i believe it was four four fairways they hit and still goes out and performs the way he did it just shows you how powerful he is um how these golf courses are just you know being eaten up by all these big strong guys
0: yeah, and it was, it's exactly what uh, we talked about last week with David Hearn. Yep, um, he he discussed it and and um, you know expressed his worries about you know these golf courses and how this how the game of golf's going. And this is exactly it. It's it's a bomber's paradise, and these guys use the approach. Vijay Singh brought it onto the tour. I'm going to hit it as far as I can and as close to the green as I can because I know I can always get a wedge and hack it out somewhere up there and try to make par that way. Yep. Um, the only defense is to grow the rough up a little bit on it, and
1: and it's just not going to happen because the PGA Tour wants to see lower scores. That's right, and the players won't the players won't approve it. Look how look how pure the bunkers were. Come on, look how pure the bunkers were. Not once uh, Morikawa had it once there where he was plugged up on the top there, and that's because he came in so hard, so fast from a wedge in or whatever iron he hit in there, and and he was buried. But most of the time it, it hits and rolls to a perfect lie for them, and they're just magicians out of the bunker. It's it's. I mean, we cringe sometimes when we get into the bunker, and, and these guys are magicians out of the bunker because they're getting perfect lives all the time.
0: Yep, and there was only 30 guys playing last week, so the golf course was stayed in absolutely immaculate shape as it always the whole, does, the whole as it way always through.
1: Does. How about your 233-yard par-3 Island Green? I got guys that, that we play with some of my buddies that, that would be dropping buckets and would, would run out of balls. They would ROB. 233 yards to carry, uh, uh, to carry water? Oh, boy.
0: Proceed to the drop zone and write a double on the scorecard yes. and move to the next tee, And move folks. to the next tee. Yeah.
1: So we're going to do something different, right? Instead of uh, we've got the Safeway Opens coming well, up. Well,
0: there's only one pick for the Safeway. We have to. And all of our,
1: appreciation, correct?
0: That's all of the appreciation. David Hearn, we got the pom-poms out for you. Let's go win the Safeway Open and let's go do this. That's our uh, that's our cheer. That's our pick that's for our this. That's our
1: pick. No picks this week. David Hearn. Give her help. Let's hope you earn some shekels and uh, and, and guide your way on to a, a successful uh, finish of the season here from uh, this calendar year, so you can continue on for two thousand and twenty-one. So,
0: and we'll pick up. We got some big golf tournaments coming up, so we'll pick up with some big. Uh, yeah, U.S. Opens around the U.S. Corner. U.S. Opens around the corner. Hey, we're already into the middle of September now. Augusta's uh, about two months out, so yep. that'll be another one that we're going to be looking forward to on the on the PGA side. As we always do here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, I'm going to pass it over to Dutch here for some closing thoughts on this week's episode.
1: Dutch, what do you say? I just can't wait for football. So let's end it at that. I'm so pumped. I've got my first uh, fantasy draft tonight. i got another one tomorrow and another one, believe it or not, on opening night. I can't wait for some football. Another good, off the cuff. No notes today, podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed us shooting the breeze. We enjoyed it. Looking for a couple uh, new uh, special guests. We got some uh, news coming up probably shortly. We're about to land another big fish. Take it away. Have a good evening, folks.
0: Signing off for the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Enjoy some NFL football this week, folks. I'm Ginger and I'm Dutch.